wait, wait, you, you want me to be like funny haha or funny what I'd do with David Tennant and Nathan Fillion with two hours and a bottle of baby oil? Oh, oh, okay. Um, hi, this is Julie Maris from Wicked Unscripted, and here comes Sci Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess, that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye by Saturday night. For the 244th time, hello everybody and welcome to TalkCast 244. Simply another attempt to fill your mind with what passes for nonsensical science fiction. Deep in Area 51, playing tiddlywinks because my Game of Thrones DVDs are no longer working. I am the man known only as The Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight, the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex are Violent Soundboard Vixen, Vice Princess of Rhetoric, It's Our Own Girl Genius, Kriana. I think the real question here is, is Game of Thrones even on DVD yet? Of course it is. Just somewhere. Maybe not here. Somewhere. Okay. From the stacks of her personal calm space in the Dank Dungeon's only indoor zen and vegetable garden, doubling as a robot reading room, doubling as a robot, tripling as a cat herder, it's Zombrarian. Everyone be very quiet, because I'm having a staring contest with the cat over who gets the last bite of cheeseburger, and I'm winning. So far. So far. <laughs> Our guest tonight, joining us uh, after a few minutes, will be Ron Garner from Silence in the Library of Publishing. He's actually here now. Hey, Ron, how are you? Doing great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> going to talk about some, some new things going on at Silence in the Library. But before we do, Zombrarian would like to introduce someone. Tonight, to spend about five minutes, if my show notes are correct, telling us all about GraniteCon, we have the one, the only, Christopher, you may not have fistfights at my Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament, Prue. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Nothing. We need to know what's going on at GraniteCon, because GraniteCon is coming up in less than a month. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, fun. it's crunch time. But we're ready to go. We, uh, we had a meeting last night, and we are ready to rumble uh, September 13th and 14th at the Radisson in Manchester. The show is getting crazy. I mean, you think we've got a whole bunch of stuff that we've announced, and we still have a whole bunch more coming. So it's already a great show. And we're going to be adding more stuff as the weeks and the days uh, as we approach the show. So, so we're very what, excited. What was the idea behind making this the Game of Thrones event? How did that come about? Uh, we were working with um, a guy named TJ Jordan uh, from uh, IamThink.com. And he's like, well, I have these connections to some Game of Thrones people. So we're like, okay. You know, give us, give us what you got. And uh, it kind of started off as three people. 
then it became four, and four became five, and then we could have kept going, but we're like, you know, let's let's put the brakes on because apparently, outside of San Diego Comic Con, we have the most Game of Thrones guests in the U.S., <laughs> which has been verified, and it, it's like we didn't even set up to do that; it just kind of happened. So, um, yeah, so we kind of you know we have five Game of Thrones actors, and then you know these all these little things kind of started coming in. Nothos. Um, uh, who plays uh, Serio uh, in the first season, uh, he teaches uh, Arya Stark how to fight. He's going to do some fighting classes. So we're like, cool, let's do that. And then Finn Jones, who plays uh, uh, Soloris, uh, he's actually a DJ. And they're like, hey, you want to have a DJ the after party? And we're like, sure. So we put together a Game of Thrones after party. So it's uh, you know kind of all kind of steamrolled out. So you can that. actually sign up to get sword lessons with the guy from Game of Thrones. Yep. Yep, he's Although, doing that class. You have to tell everyone that they're dancing lessons. <laughs> water dancing lessons, yes. It's called water dancing. So that's, you know, their kind of style of fighting. So this is a guy that, with a wooden sword, held off, like, six or seven guys, like, in full armor and swords, just by, like, his moves. So it's pretty sweet. And he's an actual fighter, so it's not like... Hey, come you know learn with this actor guy. You know he actually knows this stuff, so that's gonna be pretty awesome. And over the next couple of weeks, leading up to Granite Con, Chris or someone like him from the con is going to be joining us every week to give us uh, another new little insight, something to look forward to. So, what can you tell yeah. us that nobody else knows right now? Oh gosh, I I have like two things that are kind of like um the tip of my tongue that I, I, until the paperwork is signed, I can't really say just yet. But I I bet you next week we'll have some really cool news for you guys. That sounds fair to me. But, yeah, a couple of media guests that were you know just gonna you know cross the t's and dot the i's and roll them out, and that'll be awesome. Again, one of those things where like it was like, hey, I have. You know, so and so, and we're like, hey, let's maybe do that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to announce our, our gaming schedules. We just announced our uh, costume contest stuff last week. Um, there's still plenty of stuff uh, uh, rolling out, so um, we're not done yet. No, no, we got last a panel schedule. <laughs> okay. Last year was kind of the. the voice actors of the world unite kind of deal. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, and we've got some more voice actors coming this year as well. Yes. We have uh, Richard Horvitz who was here last year. Um, he's coming back and he's bringing uh, his, his invaders in partner, uh, Ricky Simmons. So Ricky was a uh, girl. So we got invaders in and Gurr are going to be here. And uh, Richard is also the, uh, he's got, he's got a, a ton of credits. But uh, one of the things he is known for is he's the villain in the Skylanders video games, um, which is like just huge. And uh, we're he's also one of the angry him. beavers, man. You can't forget mm -hmm. that. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, he's My a blast. particular so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Voice. There's nothing better than schizophrenia with a bunch of voice actors because mm -hmm. they just oh, don't yeah. he's stop. Just so much fun. <laughs> yep. They're just on. So. Yeah, we'll have an Invaders in panel with him. We'll do the Skylanders thing with him. And, you know, we'll have, we'll have our panel schedule up soon, so there'll be a lot of fun stuff going on throughout the entire weekend. Yeah, it's, it's a con that when we started was kind of like one room at, at, at a very small hotel in Concord, New Hampshire, and has since mm -hmm. grown and grown and grown and grown to a premier two-day event. That's mm -hmm. just uh, uh, 
a heck of a lot of fun. And I can't thank you for all the. I have one question for Chris. Go on. Before he goes this week, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do when you outgrow this venue? (laughs) <laughs> um, that's it. You know, we're believe it or not, we're talking about it, and we're no, I mean it feels imminent. You guys were really packed last year, and now with with all these media guests literally being thrown at you, mm-hmm. I can only imagine it's going to get worse. Uh, no, that's actually yeah, that's <laughs> not worse. That's one, that's, good, that's one of those good problems to have, you know. So, but we're we're, we're looking at what we can do. So we have some ideas. We're looking forward to it. We're looking forward yeah. to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we know it's a big hit with most of our listeners. It's mm-hmm. one of the, the premier events that they talk about. And uh, mm-hmm. I can't thank you and the guys at Double Midnight Comics for the support you've given us over the years. And we'll mm-hmm. see you again. Same bat time, same bat channel next week. Uh, and hopefully with some news. Thank you, Chris. Yes, we have. We should have good news for you. Awesome. All right. All right. We'll talk to you next week then. Thanks, guys. Okay. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Christopher Pick Up Your Damn Phone Crew with a great <laughs> Oh, oh, that was cruel. <laughs> it was cruel and yet funny, but it's. I didn't say it wasn't funny. This is most of the descriptions of me in my life. <laughs> that was mean, but it was funny. There you go. <laughs> And now, just for the hell of it... Something completely different? The news. Oh, I wasn't ready. (laughs) We have this great stinger for the news intro, and somehow you're never ready. I've thrown off because we've broken the format too many times in a row. There's no format anymore. You just wait for me to say that, and you hit the button. That's it's always a surprise. Uh huh. And there's not much news this week. Go fig. Well, we have some news. Oh, tell us, Kriana. Well, while we were sitting at our table at Boston Comic Con watching the unwashed masses go by, and, and they were masses, they they were masses, and some of them were certainly unwashed. I don't know about you, but I noticed. That's, that's my pro tip of the week. Guys, if you're going to go to a con, take a fucking shower. <laughs> and even if you don't do that, deodorant, deodorant, No, deodorant. no, take a fucking shower. Because at the point where they were at, deodorant was not going to help. Well, but just just one, right? So uh... <laughs> Really, one would be a huge help sometimes. <laughs> Especially before the Sunday session, after two other days. Yeah, this wasn't even on Sunday that that I saw the worst, but like, you know, it wasn't even Sunday yet. Like, oh my god, take a shower, please, for all of us. There's con crud, and then there's con crud. Well, con crud is what you get when you get sick after a con. This is like cruddy con goers. That's that's a whole different thing. That's a completely so anyhow, different thing. Anyhow, sorry, I got off track there with my yes, public service did. announcement. But... My point is that several people over the course of the weekend walked up to us and asked us if our podcast worked on Stitcher. And I had no idea what they were talking about. I believe our exact answer was, we have no idea what that is, but we'll look into it. And I did look into it. And you know what? Now we're on it. 
So, you can find us alongside such venerable shows as This American Life, Freakonomics, Radiolab, NPR, well, I mean, not literally next to, but, you know. The Moth Podcast, I don't know why that one's in the top ten, but... There's got to be a good reason. I mean, power to them. They overcame that name. Nobody likes moths. Well, somebody does. What? Well, I, I don't know. Evidently. Well, people moths. watched The Tick. Well, yeah, that's the ticks are more endearing than moths. That's what I'm saying. I've had Lyme disease. I will argue about that. <laughs> remember when I had to take those antibiotics and I threw up all the time. Alright, alright, Zombrain. Anyway, they sent me this lovely marketing copy to uh, read on the air, and I'm gonna make fun of it now. Oh, no, just read it. No, no, I really want to make fun of it now. You can hear my show, not your show, Dome, my show on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Because podcasts are not already on demand. But I get it, they have radio stations too, that makes sense. That's right. Download the free app today, where, um... They don't say. It's going to be um, on Stitcher.com, I would guess. Well, you would be wrong. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it was such a good guess. Appar- oh, see, oh, wait a minute. It, it's like five lines down here. On <laughs> iOS, Android, Nook, or iPad. I mean, you could Not listen iPhone? to us on your... I- yeah. Well, technically, iOS and iPad are redundant. Well, that's what so. I was thinking. I was thinking why, would, why would it work on an iPad and not an iPhone? Well, this is why we're making fun of their copy. Okay. Um, listen anytime, anywhere. Now, that's technically not true because it is a streaming app. If you don't have a cell reception and are willing to completely fuck over your data plan, you cannot. <laughs> and or Wi-Fi. If you have Wi-Fi, you won't fuck over your data plan, obviously. All right, now, this next one is really important. Okay, everybody's quiet. This is important. Go on. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite show. Nope, not there. I know, I was just adding it in. I know. Plus discover. Plus discover from 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports show. You know what, that's not even even the correct English anything. They only have one they like. Well, I, I think... I, I think they used Google Translate for that line, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I can't. I, plus, discover from 20,000 news, entertainments, and sports show. That so doesn't what are we e- listed as? Are we listed as a sports show? I don't know. What are we listed as? We should That's... actually look that up. Let's do that live right now, kids. Um, I'm not sure it's going to... I, I mean, now, first of all, it takes. it's literally completely automated... For some reason, our our title is showing up as Sci-Fi Saturday Night Websites. Not sure why that is. Um, hmm. Hmm. All right, there's our page. Let's see. We are, you know, I can't even see. Doesn't even say. Ah, entertainment. That seems to make sense. I think I chose that though. Oh, good. I did a good job. Maybe like a Chinese company. You know, maybe that. Maybe there's maybe it's a little lost in translation. You maybe know, you know. I spent a little bit of time in China about uh, about ten years ago, and one of my favorite things to do was to read the uh, read the backs of the ripoff CDs that or DVDs that they sold on the street. Oh, those are the best, are they oh. not? Oh, 
It's it is the most entertaining thing about most of those movies. Well, I will say, Ron, that I, I just came back from Japan not too long ago, and one of my goals while I was there was to get a shirt with the most ridiculous English I could find on it. And what did you find? Mission, I, you know, I don't have it in front of me. What did it say, Heather? I trust you will do better next time. I tr- no, I trust you will behave better next time, Grant. On the, that was on the back, though. On the front, it just had, like, nonsense words. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it's random words and letters that might mean something. But- it was really funny. Um, Alright, I'm not through making fun of this copy, though. You can create custom playlists. That that might be useful. Some people might like that. Over 20,000 shows to discover. That's good. Good to know. You know, you know. I didn't even realize they were screwing up, like, noun declina- noun cases and stuff when, when I started doing this, so. Rate and review my show on Stitcher. Hey, rate and review my show on Stitcher. And then there's stars next to that and says... Rating and reviews of your show will affect your Stitcher list rank and discoverability of your show. So, guys, all two of you who are listening to this, <laughs> get out there and rate. So here's, here's my rating thought. our show. Show number twenty four <laughs> on their list right now is Sci Friday. So we should oh, be right what? after them to make a full weekend. That's true. <laughs> and, and we need Sci Fi Sunday after us, or 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 something Sunday, yeah. Like ice cream Sunday. That sounds good. Now yeah. I'm hungry. Sci Friday's the N- NPR show, right? Yes, it is. Oh, nobody yeah, likes them. The science them. and medicine show. Nobody likes them. <laughs> All right, so so now we're down to the available on iOS Nook, and we already made fun of that one. Okay, so All right, it is apparently in over four million car dashboards. I'm not sure what the, is it built in. Are people just putting their phones on their dashboards? I'm not no, sure. No, I think it's, I think it's one of those options you can get like Pandora or Stitcher. This is Stitcher. Yes, I know. But how have I never heard of this company before? And they're putting it in cars. Like that doesn't even make sense. Unless cars are running Android now. In which case, redundant. Actually, many of them are. That's really scary. I know. Not not I because, th- like, oh my god, cars are smart, but because Android is so fucking ridiculous. Well, I think <laughs> what's going to happen here is we're going to be right underneath WWE Monday Night Raw after Buzz. Oh, I love this next one. Capital on, capital demand, and capital on the capital go. On demand and on the go. So, are you going to have something on the website that says, "Hey, we're on Stitcher. Here's how we are. Here's where we are. Here's how to get it," and replace that with the? Well, no. This is this is literally stuff that they want you to say on the air. No, I know that, but but we they do have cute little buttons too. I should. uh, Yeah, I can I can put a little button up there. That's sure for sure. And you need to take take the down the the weekly poll, which we haven't done in like a month and a half. What? Okay. And replace it with something that says, hey, we're available here now. And we're still available on iTunes. And if you're silly and you're sitting right here on our website, press the damn play button and you can listen to it right there. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. (laughs) Stream your favorite podcasts. Right from our website. And and this this is my favorite. Don't have Stitcher? 
Download it free to... Well, see, it says you can get it at Stitcher.com or in the App Store, but I don't think you can get it at Stitcher.com. I think it just li- links to the App it Store. It links to the App Store and the Google Play. But, but what's really funny here is they is they didn't just say Stitcher.com. They literally wrote out Stitcher.com. That's because <laughs> some people would not know how to read that properly. And that was a public service to bad pod- podcasters across the universe. I still get to make fun of them. And now, I love this, this little feature right here. They have a handy little button in case we want to print that list of copy. Oh, but you already did. I certainly did not waste trees on that. Um, did you kill the tree? But here's, here's the only other thing that you need to know about Stitcher, is that uh, they only hold our last ten episodes. So, oh. for anything else, you're going to want to go back to the Facebook. Facebook? No. What am I? talking about did i just turn into stitcher no they're gonna kick us off after this yeah no kidding (laughs) they're gonna listen to this and be like screw you guys (laughs) very very Uh, worth it (laughs) no but but seriously people but seriously people ask for them people are using them sure why not kriana yeah i am on stitcher.com i'm on the page there yeah how the fuck do you find us? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, 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 I seriously, I don't know. I don't see a search engine. You guys, I'm so bored. Can we talk about something else? I, no, I, I need to fix this. This needs to be right. This I, isn't right. I don't know. I wish I knew. You probably search Sci-Fi Saturday Night. There's Where? no search. There's no search Once you download the app. Oh, there might be, a, it might be in the app. Oh, if you if you go if you go to if you wait 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 if you click on listen, it'll ask you to sign in, and then it, I can see behind the little sign in thing there's a browse show, so that's probably where it would be. Uh, they just put their top ones, or for some reason, I guess I I don't know what what sort of algorithm picks what's on the front page, but it seems boring. It's certainly not us. Doesn't it look boring, though? It's all like, well, sports, news... Well, there's Julian Assange there, so yeah, I'm bored already. But that's just me. That's actually one of the least ice bucket challenge. Oh, boobs. Oh. I'll take really? that. Yeah. Did I miss that? You must have. Evidently, I did. I missed the boobs the first... I mean, they're hidden, basically. So... Sombrarian's <laughs> <laughs> pissed, everyone. <laughs> She would like uh-huh. you to know. Okay, so what else is going on? So now that we've spent ten minutes talking about Stitcher, making I fun of you guys, that was and, gonna... and we're going to talk about it every week, oh, every God, single week. This is only an hour-long show. <laughs> oh my God, you guys! It's just funny to drive no, you crazy. Okay. So, in actually interesting news this week... <laughs> I didn't say it was interesting. So, in news worth spending ten minutes on this week... I thought it was You're now making it funny. 11, but go on. You are a fan of the Weird Sisters. And those of you who are fans will know what I'm talking about. And those of you who are not are stupid. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can read a new short story about the lead singer of the Weird Sisters. This is what we stopped talking about Stitcher for. Just saying. yep. 
on Pottermore or on Today.com because there's a new Harry Potter short story out today. And it's very cute. It's, it's adorable. But yeah. no spoilers because I want you all to experience the joy that I just experienced. It's kind of nice having another new uh, Harry Potter story. Excuse me. I've been drinking again. Out there. And uh, and this is... um and And there is a lot on Pottermore that you can get that's like extra background. McGonagall's extra background breaks my heart and makes me joyful all at the same time because McGonagall is the best ever. Uh, but this is longer than most of those and is an actual story story, not just character it's background. Not just, it's not just stuff. It's an actual short story, and it's actually really cool. So we're going to provide the link for that so you all can click to it and... and Share the share the fun because it's actually a really fun. Sharing my joy. Um, I want to talk my about own hair today, but that wasn't as interesting as Stitcher, I guess. Evidently not. Nope. Um, when Marvel did Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody said, "You're taking quite the risk with this," and in that particular case, the risk paid off quite beautifully. Uh, with an incredibly funny movie, an incredibly good movie. I, I like when Marvel takes a risk, it ends up awesome. When DC takes a risk, it's Elektra. <laughs> or, or it's Superman versus Batman in what? Uh, Is that a real thing? I can't tell if anyone's joking when they talk no, about that No, that's actually a real thing. That's Superman what? through Electric Boogaloo. Batman's going to be Ben Affleck. Yeah, I still don't feel good about that. I'm actually more okay He's with that. He's too than scrawny. A I'm so, more okay with that. He's got the square jaw. He's gonna fill out the cowl well. You, do you think they'll sculpt him some muscles? I'm I'm sure they will. They like his whole. Think about his head. His head is like this rectangle. I've never thought this hard thing. about Ben Affleck's head. I think about things. <laughs> so. <laughs> After after taking the risk and and not failing with Guardians of the Galaxy, they're about to do it again because Ant-Man, one of the least favorite characters in the Marvel Universe, has it, just begun production. Uh, and they're actually uh, filming in San Francisco for a month and then moving to Atlanta, which is going to be the base for the film. Um one of the ways that Marvel is is hoping to prop the film appropriately is to have a whole bunch of cameos from other Marvel films in it, including uh, Howard Stark, Peggy Carter, and, and other characters from... So from it's going to be like... Howard Stark? Hour, it's going to be a two-hour long Wait a minute. credit sequence. Who the hell is Howard yeah. Stark? Tony Stark's father. Tony Stark's father. Oh, okay. That's a real person. He I thought you just forgot his name. It's going to be like a 70s variety show. That was yeah. plausible. That, was, that was plausible. I'm just saying, that was plausible. He's Tony Stark's father and helped develop the serum that made Captain America into Captain America. Where I got really bored during that part because it was like that Disney ride. Yes, that's exactly what it was. The World of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. really boring. <laughs> I remember being on the World of Tomorrow ride, and it was well after FaceTime had come out. 
like a few months after FaceTime had come out, and they, it was still saying, someday in the future, we might be able to talk to one another through video. <gasps> and I was like, yes, you can do that already. The end. So the the big question that people keep saying over and over again with every one of the new Marvel films is coming out is, you're taking quite a risk there, sir. Um, you know, Why sooner did you or say later, that, like, you're actually going to push just a little too far with it, but I don't think they're anywhere near it yet. I'm just waiting to do what I want. And so far, he's batting a thousand. He's, he's just waiting. He can do what he wants. It'll be funny. It'll be cool. I don't know if it'll be funny or not, but it'll definitely it'll be It'll cool. be funny. Please. So, I think of the last person who was a Joss Whedon-type person where everything they did was just diamonds. Except Dollhouse. Dollhouse? Made, Dollhouse uh, may not uh, have been diamonds, but it was definitely emeralds. Yeah, it was, you know, it was pretty good. Emeralds are actually more... But like, soft and scratches easily. Right. <laughs> Whatever the hell. You know, I, I I will I will say this. I, I and I love I love the Marvel movies. Guardians of the Galaxy I absolutely love. Um and you know, I'm a I'm a big time comic fan and have been for most of my life. But I, I, I just love the fact that we, we when we talk about the chances that, that Marvel's taking or that any of these guys are taking, I look at it and I go, Wow, what Think of the things that we think of as taking a, taking chances, right? I mean, let's face it. Every single one of these movies have been led by a white male, right? Facts. And Good point. And putting off the Black Widow movie. Yeah. yeah. Screw you guys. I mean, really, how much of a chance are they really taking, right? Not well, much. Well, the chance that they're taking is, you know, the realistic fact that Mainstream comic book movies, up until about, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years ago, just were not doing anything. Because they sucked. Well, yeah. but here's the thing. Nicole Nichols was the first black woman in the Michelle position. Nichols. Michelle yeah. Nichols. Oh, my God. I was like, is that her mother? Am I missing that? Is that her mother? I was no, going to say it, but then I thought, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she knows something I don't know. Thing where both of my grandmothers think that everyone's name is Nicole, and apparently it's genetic. Um, <laughs> no, but Michelle Nichols was the first black woman in a position of power on TV and was in a sci-fi thing, and sci-fi right. was always supposed to be pushing those boundaries, pushing those boundaries, which is why it was never a mainstreamly popular thing. And now Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, and Zoe Saldana is in it, and is amazing, and is a main character in it. Yep. But fans had to go to Marvel and say, we want her on merchandise. We want yeah. action figures. We want her yep. on, like, in the Happy Meal toys that you're giving out. Lunch we, boxes, everything. Yeah. Because they weren't putting her on it. They were putting the four male members of the Guardians of the Galaxy and not her. She was the only one they left out. And honestly, who who really wants a figure of Bradley Cooper as a raccoon? Seriously. I, know, I was going to say, they, they made things for the talking raccoon, but... Girls, ew. <laughs> so oh, speaking of 
Who wants a cat figure of Bradley Cooper not as a raccoon, I mean? Oh, no, yeah, yeah the, the raccoon actually is, is better is there. A step up, yeah, absolutely. But be careful what you wish for, because let me tell you, in Japan, there was hard to find action figures of guys, but it was 100% creepier. <laughs> you, you laugh, but I'm not joking. <laughs> I want more action figures like the librarian action figure, which is modeled on a real person. And if you want to know about her, I can tell you. I'm sure you can. I can. She's amazing. I read her articles all the time. Anyway, sorry. I'm off topic tonight. Yeah, you are. But that's okay. You're entitled. Well, I cut off my topic with my hair. Uh, In a move that, that has upset me as much as Rose Tyler's leaving Doctor Who. Oh, God. She was not that good. She was not, Shush. not that good. Thank she was you. Wonderful. She was beautiful. No, she had a weird oh. mouth. She talked I kind know. of funny, I and know. she was really dumb. No, she wasn't really dumb. She was pretty dumb. Jenna Coleman uh, is planning. To oh leave God, Who. Donna was a lot dumber. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, just remember, Donna was at the bottom. Everybody else, <laughs> much higher. <laughs> yeah. It seems that Jenna Coleman is going to leave Doctor Who at the Christmas special this year. Uh, fair enough. It's about time. No, it's actually not about time. I it was reading, is. Should happen. I was reading this article that says, you know, she's been a she's been a companion longer than anyone else, and I'm going. No. On crack. They are on crack because yeah. she hasn't even been on for a whole year. For a whole year, and Amy Pond was there for an awfully long time. Years. Uh, Rose Tyler was there for. Three Years. seasons? Yeah. Seasons. Uh, you Martha know, was only around for a year. Donna was around for two, I think. No, no, one. One, one thank it God. It felt, felt like, like two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's my thing, though. And I'm going to express an unpopular opinion. Clara had the potential to be so cool and awesome, and Jenna Louise Coleman is awesome, and Stephen Moffat ruined her by making her the world's most A, confusing, and B, boring character. I cannot think of a thing she has done. The TARDIS doesn't like her. The TARDIS doesn't like her. I think that's so amusing. She and the TARDIS... Have a jealous girl relationship, and this is the but they made up. No, they they no, it's not. No, you're you're absolutely wrong. No, it's not. First of all, second of all, Clara and the TARDIS put aside their differences to rescue the doctor on more than one occasion. True. Third of all, she's freaking smart. She is, yeah, she's a freaking, but they haven't done anything. She never does anything by herself. All of the other companions, even Donna, who I know you didn't like, but who I found infinitely more likable and interesting than Clara, because Clara is just this blank cardboard cutout figure. Well, and they, and you know what? That's, but that's, that's, uh, that's Stephen Moffat. Like, oh yeah, I completely blame him. It's not General Louise Coleman's fault at all. In fact, she adds like facial expression, expressions, and little quirks and. Winks and nudges to the character well, that saved the show, just, in my if opinion. You at, but. If you look at if you look at the companions under Stephen Moffat, they become less companions and more mirrors, right? Yep. They yeah. are they reflect the doctor to himself. 
It's more of a, oh, doctor, you're so wonderful, look how amazing you are type of thing, instead of a companion who is participating and actually adding value. And he's, and he even, like, he, even the way he refers, he has them referred to in the writing reflects that. It, you, you know, in the earlier episodes, the, the, the companions are called women. You know, now they're girls. Yep. Right? I mean, Rose just, Tyler was, nice to meet you, Rose Tyler. Run. And now Clara is the impossible girl. Right. It's not her name. Her name is Clara. Yep. Call her by it. He didn't know her name for a long time, though. Just saying. True. I just... Uh, I think you're trying to defend something that's really not... I don't know. I like her character. And you know what makes me angriest about this? But I'm about to hear it. I might be about to put my foot in my mouth. Again? Blink was a... um, was a Stephen Moffat episode, was it not? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So, Stephen Moffat obviously can write women because he's written one of my favorite female characters on television in a long time, Sally yep. Sparrow. Yep. Who is absolutely autonomous and is absolutely wonderful, and I love yep. her. So he can do it, and why doesn't he? That's what makes me mad, is that he could do it, and he could have given Jenna Louise Coleman more to work with, and she would have been phenomenal, and instead, she's boring. And I think it's a terrible time for this to happen with the new Doctor coming in. Nah, I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll be fine. I I didn't say it wouldn't be fine, but I His eyes will just carry the show. (laughs) (laughs) His eyes Uh, will carry the show. Yeah, it's true. There was this wonderful <laughs> article on Bleeding Cool, which is uh, one of the websites that I use a lot to find stuff uh, for the show about the Doctor Who world tour, and, and the title of it is "Goodbye Bow Ties, Hello Eyebrows." <laughs> the Doctor Who world tour in New York City with Moffat, Capaldi, Coleman, and Deep Breath. So not yeah, like deep throat, but kind of, <laughs> and yet not. Um. And there's some great pictures. Uh, we'll put the link up for that. There's some great pictures about the, the, the New York City event and some nice pictures of the new Cybermen and, and all kinds of new stuff there. We're getting more Cybermen? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, new, uh, it's a new look for them. And, and it's Are funny they going to be brightly multiple? Yeah, I was going to say. That didn't go so well last time. Right. I, I delete. I delete. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not going to look like uh, 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 IMAX colored IMAX, thankfully. Uh, and it's funny because I've I been want annoyed the cherry for the past flavored Spider Man so that Chris uh, Chris Hardwick uh, has this great show on Comedy Central called At Midnight, and it's been in reruns for the past two weeks, and I've been really annoyed until I realized he's been on tour with them for As, some reason. Well, he's been on tour with them because. On BBC America, there's a new uh, a show, which is an after show, hosted by Chris Hardwick uh, of Doctor Who. Much Question, like the- does anyone actually care about those? Well, i got to tell you, uh, on AMC, where he does the uh, Talking, Talking Dead, Dead after The Walking Dead, it, it garners a decent rating for them. So, the yeah. Sherlock one is available on Netflix, and I watched it the other day just to see what it was all about, and I found it interesting. 
Yeah. But I also find infomercials for Ronco Showtime Registries yeah. interesting, so yeah. I'm not the best judge. I was going to say You that know that. what? We should have them on the show. Who? Ronco's Ronco guys? Yeah, absolutely. Why? The Ronco guys? We can, we can sample delicious chicken as we oh talk. Yes. <laughs> I would be so excited. Oh, God help us. So when we're at GraniteCon, if you come in with the Showtime rotisserie, you'll be Zombrarian's friend for life. So tonight's guest. <laughs> we need guest Joining music. And, and hey, Joe, we need guest music. From Silence in the Library Publishing is Ron Garner. Ron, welcome to your portion of the show where we don't have to talk about Showtime rotisseries. We just said it and forget it. I, I don't even I don't even know what a showtime rotisserie is and I'm, I'm You're gonna... a lucky man. It's yeah. magic, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm I, I assume I don't want to know, as with so many things. Exactly. Yeah. Uh Silence in the Library Publishing has brought us a number of, of uh marvelous Kickstarter projects over the past year or so. Uh, and and also given us some marvelous authors to talk to us about some of their work. Uh, Ron is kind of the head of Silence in the Library of Publishing and wanted to come on to talk about something new that they're doing uh, with their Kickstarters and introduce us to some of the uh, books and writers in it. So, Ron, the floor is yours. Well, thank you. I will say, just starting off, I... I never call myself the head because I, uh, I I come from a Marine Corps background, and a head's a totally different thing. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> got it. Sorry, won't make that mistake again, sir. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. So, um, so we have, uh, as you said, we got we've got a Kickstarter launching tomorrow morning. Actually, it's 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 uh, we're going to kick it off at midnight. Um, and we're doing something a little bit different this time. So in the past, our Kickstarters have all been for single books, right? So we've had a, an anthology or a, a novel or whatever, and we just did one Kickstarter for that, for that uh, book. And we realized that we were kind of peppering our regular backers with, uh, with Kickstarter projects. Honestly, we don't mind. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. I, since I've known you, I don't think there's been one that I haven't backed, and I love them all. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I, we, you know, we try, we try really hard to, to bring good projects and to get them in on time and deliver everything that we say we are going to in the time where we say we're going to. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, we started doing this Kickstarter thing just over a year ago, about a year and a, a, year and a quarter ago, so maybe a year and three months. And... Uh, when we started doing it, it was still a relatively slow thing uh, for most publishing Kickstarters, right? There weren't uh, a lot of Kickstarters that had done particularly well on the publishing side. There were a few that stood out, like uh, like Larry Elmore's book that pulled in, oh, Lord, $300,000 or something like that, um, and some other things like that. But it's uh, it's been interesting to see that process or that that platform grow on the publishing side, and you know I I spent some time up in uh, up in uh, New York at Kickstarter headquarters with the the guys who run the publishing side of things up there, um, and uh, spent a day with Margot Atwell who is uh, who's 
one of the one of two people who run publishing, and it's just an amazing setup that the setup they've got. They've really devoted a lot of resources to growing the publishing side of Kickstarter, um, and it's and it's showing now. I think you're seeing a lot of projects, a lot of projects that you wouldn't have seen a couple of years ago, even, and uh, and it's it's really exciting to watch. But um, but anyway, I'm I'm digressing from the the current project, which is. Uh, it's a it's a set of it's three novels and we decided that rather than just throw a ton of different uh, kickstarters out there for you know for individual novels we we'd group them together and and do them just by the quarter so we're still going to have individual projects out there occasionally uh, generally they'll be anthologies but we're really we really want to uh, we really want to group all of the novels together into our quarterly re- releases this time. Really excited! We've got a uh, we've got a new novel by Timothy Zahn called Cloak. Uh, we've got a new novel by Gene Raby and Gene Deweese uh, called The Cauldron, and we've got a new novel by a new author uh, named Megan O'Russell uh, called The Tethering. And it's a uh, the the Tethering is a young adult uh, fantasy novel. So we've got a pretty good spread there. Cloak is is a uh, it's a techno thriller. It's really exciting. So Timothy Zahn pulls together all of these kind of disparate elements, and he has you, there are several things going on in parallel. And as you're, you know, there are several kind of crises that take place in parallel, and they seem disconnected. But as you follow the book along, you see you see how everything kind of weaves together into this master story. And in the end, it just it pulls together and just this amazing punch at the end of it. And uh, and and a great twist, it, really exciting book. I sat down. I, I remember when Tim sent it to me. I sat down and I read it in one night. Uh, and it's a big book. Yeah, it's a very long book, but I just couldn't put it down. Sat down, read it in one night, and 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 sent Tim back an email that said, you know, yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so so there was that, and then. The the first of these three books that, that got sent to us actually was Gene Raby, the one from Gene Raby and Gene DeWeese. And you may know Gene Raby from her background as a Dragonlance author, and she is a obviously a best selling author from uh from that. And I was probably, gonna say, I think we've had Gene on the show, haven't we? Yeah, I think you probably have. Yeah. She's been you know, she's been around the, the industry for a long time. She's uh edited a lot of anthologies, she's written a lot of books. She's uh, she was really big uh, in Sifwa for a long time, and uh, this book that she and Jean Deweese wrote, and and Jean Deweese you probably know from uh, from his Star Trek books, also a New York Times bestseller, and this book they have that they wrote together. Uh, unfortunately, Jean Deweese, of course, has passed. Is an amazing, amazing book. It somehow manages to weave elements of science fiction and fantasy and mystery and drama all into this one story that just when it when 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 the end comes when when the when the solution comes out in the end and the and the story comes out in the end it just it just floors you uh, and it's so it's so beautifully written I uh, I just. I absolutely love this one, and uh, and and excited that we've got it. And then 
Of course, the final one is the uh, young adult fantasy from uh, Megan O'Russell. And it also, again, you know, I, we don't publish anything that we don't like, obviously. Uh, so every book that I talk about here, I'm going to say, oh, and I absolutely love this book. <laughs> and of course, you're going to say, well, I hope you love it because it's your book. It's, it's, this is, yeah, this is your company, man. Why are yeah. you putting out books you don't like? If you're putting out crap you don't like, I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really do. You know, I, but the truth is that, that we publish some books that, that I, I read them and I go, this is a really well-written book. This is a beautifully written book. This is, for the, the people who like this genre, this is going to be something that they're absolutely going to be in love with, but it's not necessarily my thing, right? Right. That's and the fair. thing with all three of these books is I just loved them completely. Uh, and, and luckily, they all happen to be in genres that I, that I really love. Um, and so all three of those are available on the Kickstarter. You can get one of them or two of them or all three or any combination you want. Um, and, of course, like all of our Kickstarters, there are going to be some stretch goals that give our backers some extra, extra stuff uh, at no additional cost and some uh, exclusives that you can only get on the Kickstarter. So you won't get them if you buy it on Amazon or any of the other places. And, uh, and if we reach... Uh, high enough stretch. The, uh, we've got some stretch goals where if we reach them, we're actually going to produce hardcover versions of these as well. Um, and so for those who like the collector, you know, hardcover versions, those will be available. And then we also are, uh, you know, we've all, we're also making signed copies available. And and so you know, I, we we love Kickstarter. We love the Kickstarter platform. We love the the crowdfunding idea because it lets the reader decide what's going to be out there, right? I mean, if these things yep. don't fund, then the readers have spoken and they've said, we're not interested enough that, that we think this should be out there. And I think there's a power to that. And I like, I, I like the idea of putting that power. No, well, it's not me putting it. It's in the hands of the readers. I, I like the idea of the reader having that power in their hands because I'm a reader myself. So, uh, so, yeah, we're really excited about this Kickstarter. Launches uh, at midnight. I'll be sending out uh, I'll be sending out links uh, via you know press releases and I'll obviously send you guys a, a link once the Kickstarter launches and uh, and you know it runs for thirty days and and I really expect that these are gonna these are gonna do well I mean now, they're just beautiful books I've noticed that your Kickstarters only run thirty days for the most part they do yeah and, and so there are others that run forty five sixty. I think the maximum is like 80 days. Yeah, something like that. We tend, uh, run, we tend to run them 30 days for a couple of reasons. So I, I, when I first started doing Kickstarters, I looked at the, I, I looked at the uh, projects that were doing well. And I've kind of kept track of them. And uh, over time, obviously, I, I, I continue to do research. And generally speaking, 30 days is about the right length of time. And, I, and I'll tell you for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, it's hard to sustain excitement over time, right? right. Um, it's, it's, it's hard enough to sustain excitement over 30 days. And when you start stretching that to 45 and 60 days, um, my experience has been that what you start to see a lot more of is drop-offs because people contribute to your project on Kickstarter, but that doesn't—that's just a pledge. They can cancel that at any time during the course of the of the project. 
Um, have you seen a lot of that in, in, in ones that have gone longer than 30 days? I have. I have seen a, a fair amount of that in ones that have gone longer than 30 days. You see it, you see it to some degree in, in projects that go just 30 days. I mean, every single one of our projects has some cancellation. It's never a large number. It's never a large, you know, percentage, uh, but it happens. But the longer that you go, the more it's likely to happen because people just lose their enthusiasm for the project. Understandably so, right? I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff out there on Kickstarter. There is, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, most people have limited resources, and they want to use those resources in the way that's going to return the most, uh, the most utility to them. And, you know, you certainly can't fault anybody for that. I mean, we all do it. Uh, so, so I think 30 days for that reason is about the right length. And then the other reason is that 30 days, uh, if you start it on a, uh, if you start it right after a mid-month payday uh, if you, and run a Kickstarter for 30 days, what you're going to get is you're going to catch two mid-month paydays, right? And people tend to... Uh, to spend money more freely, uh, statistically, on, on mid-month paydays. And understand, you know, you, you do a Kickstarter project and somebody contributes to it, that money doesn't get taken out of their account until the Kickstarter's over. But that's not how any of us think of money when we're spending it. We think about what we have available at that moment, right? So even when you're contributing to a Kickstarter with the knowledge that it's not going to get taken out until the end of the, the, the project. In the back of your mind somewhere, there's something saying, yeah, I have the money or no, I don't have the money. And for those who are, you know, risk averse or even slightly risk averse, that if they don't feel that they have money, they're not going to contribute. Um, and for the, you know, if you run it on a, so, so if you run, start on a first of the month payday, well, most people spend their money on a first of the month payday on things like rent and other necessities, right? So there's less money, there's, there's less money available and fe people feel like they have less money available. So we like to, uh, and you're going to end on a first of the month payday or after it, so you're only going to get one mid-month payday. So we, uh, we tend to like to run them from mid-month to mid-month, catch two of the mid-month paydays, and, uh, and I think that that maximizes your coverage with people who are going to have uh, available or feel like they have the funds available and it's going to uh, maximize your impact as far as as far as um, not uh, not dissipating the excitement over the project the other, the other thing that you're doing different here is normally you do one every other month of, of one of these books right and right. Now you're doing an entire quarter. Of right. So, so we don't have a Kickstarter plan until the first quarter of 2015. Right. Yeah. We're gonna do all. We're gonna do these, and then we have nothing else planned Kickstarter wise toward the till the first quarter of 20. Well, that's not true. Sorry. We have one project <laughs> at the end of the year, and that's going to be Athena's Daughters Two. Uh, and that's oh, that's yeah. just I can't wait for that one. Because yeah. you've been talking about that one for a while. Oh, and we've got some great... So all of the stories for that... So we had 130... We, you know, it was open submissions. Right. Uh, and we had 130 submissions, which is amazing for an anthology. Um, and we narrowed that down to 15. 
and not a single one of them, I believe, I'll have to check with the, the ladies who are the head of the project, but not a single one of them, I believe, is from an author who was in the, who was in the first one. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so we're really, really excited about that. There, uh, and you know, I don't think I think we pro of the fifteen people. I think we maybe personally know like one or two of them. Like I think they all the rest, just came came out of nowhere for you. Yeah, they're all just people who came out of nowhere who who backed the first project and were like, "I want to submit to this second project." And they just the stories, honestly, of that one hundred and thirty stories that we had submitted, a good half of them were really good stories, which is also an amazing number. Yep, absolutely. So we really, it was an embarrassment, an embarrassment of riches as far as the, the <laughs> quality of the stories we got for that thing. It's a great way to put it. It's an yeah. absolutely great way to put it. For those of you who didn't get the first one, I believe it's still available on your website, isn't it? The first one is available on our website. It is also available on uh, on on Amazon and Nook and uh, so and, and and any you know and any other electronic source iBook. So it's it's available in all of those places. Um, so uh, so you've got this now, or actually, by the time this pops onto iTunes and our website, it will be now. And uh, Athena's daughters two at the end of the year. Yeah, and Athena's Daughters 2, and if Athena's Daughters 2 does well enough, one of the stretch goals will be to do an Apollo's Daughters 2, which of course was the companion anthology to right. the first one, uh, Apollo's Daughters, and uh, it, you know, same type of deal as the first time around, so we're really, really excited about that. It's, so just, uh, yeah. do not name it Athena's Daughters to The Empire Strikes Back, or <laughs> Athena's Daughters to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. As long so, as you don't do that, I'm with you on this. Yeah. Oh, this hey, is, one, one, one other thing that we're doing new on this Kickstarter is we've taken, for each of the three books that we've got out there, we've taken the first three chapters of each of them and made them available for free on Wattpad. Um, so what is, what is that? <clears throat> Wattpad is a, uh, is a free content provider. So they basically, it's all... It's all uh, it's all written content, right? So you mm -hmm. can. There are several authors who have made entire books available for free. Uh, many authors make a certain number of chapters of their book available for free, uh, just to you know, just to let you sample it, so that you can decide whether you want to buy it or not. Um, but they, uh, it's a really, re really neat platform. We spent some time with the guys who run Wattpad when we were out at uh, San Diego Comic Con. And uh, and they've they've got they've got some great content out there. They've really really you know they've worked hard to to form relationships with authors and publishers and uh, and you know it's a, it's kind of a win win for everyone. I mean authors a lot of times you'll see authors put their first book in a series out on Wattpad for free, uh, and it gets people interested in the entire series, right? So it's mm -hmm. great for the reader. Because they get a free book, it's great for Wattpad because they get they get more pass through the website, and it's great for the the author because it promotes their other books. So it's a really really neat platform. W a a w a t t p a d Wattpad .com. And as usual, your electronic copies of the books that go out on the Kickstarter will be DRM free because that's the right way to do it. Yes, we, you know, I, I, I just, 
I look at it, and I know that there are a ton of ways to look at it, and I don't, I don't, I, I, we don't want to make it sound like we think poorly of anyone who does anything different than we do. But the way that we look at it is, if if you pay for a book, you should be able to play to use that book on whatever platform you want to, right? Um, you shouldn't be limited. Like if I sold you a paper book, I wouldn't then give you a series of rules and tell you that you could only read that book in your home or the library. You could not carry it on a train with you, right? And you can't let your sister borrow it, whatever you do. Right. You can't let your sister borrow it. You can't let your cousin borrow it. We don't do that with paper books. I don't think that we should be doing it from our point of view as a company um, with electronic books. Again, that's how it works for us. It works well for us. And you know, we have, we, and, and, and that creates it, that creates a relationship with the reader where, where you don't piss them off. Well, well, we don't piss <laughs> them off and we are trusting them not to just go out there and make our content available to everyone. And you know what? It's worked so far. No one's done it. You know what though? I, I do have this to say. If yep. they did make your content available from anywhere, that wouldn't be the worst thing for you because... Let's just say there's a there's a little note at the end or or within whatever file that they're making available that says, "Hey, check out their new Kickstarter." Yeah. Well, we do put ads for all of our other books at the back of our books. See? Uh, I yeah. mean, I mean one one person's piracy is another person's advertisement. No, absolutely. And there is something to be said for that. Now, the the other side of that and and from a company standpoint, that is absolutely true for us, right? The other side of that, of course, is the authors, and the thing is that not all of our authors are in all of our books. So what's happening? What happens if that happens is that some authors lose royalties, right? Right. Um, and it's t let me tell you, it's as tough as it is out there to be a publisher. It's even tougher to be an author. Um, it, authors, it, uh, being an author is a difficult way to make a living, and. Uh, and so I'm really, really, uh, I, I don't want to do anything that makes that more difficult. As a matter of fact, our entire philosophy... Oh, is, I'm not saying you should do absolutely anything. That's well, the no, farthest no, no. thing from, from anything that I'm suggesting. No, no, I'm, I'm saying that, though, that I, I... And I don't like to see things happen to make it difficult for authors to, to make a living. Um, be, you know, I, we, our philosophy as a, as, an, as a company is centered around... Uh, making it easier for authors to make a living because we want there to be more great stuff out there to read. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I just, as much as I love uh, advertising and I, I tend to look at uh, books that we've published as free advertising often, uh, I, I also balance that with making sure that I'm taking care of the authors that we've worked with, right? Absolutely. So the three books are... Tim Zahn's Cloak, yep. The Tethering by Megan O'Russell, and The Cauldron by Jean Raby and Jean DeWeese, Silence in the Library Publishing, Fall 2014, Kickstarter releases, incredible. Ron, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Please come back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, are you it's always me? entertaining. I always learn something. I'm not sure it's anything of value, but I always... <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, at least we're not boring. That's right. So, Kriana, I'd say who's on the show in the coming weeks, but I think I know. Go ahead. That's good, because I don't. 
Um, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, BooksandBooze.com, and ComicArthouse.com. Visit ComicArthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their grooves on LawrenceMadeMeCry.com. Tonight's intro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Huldafolk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Don't? And the only thing you're missing is September 20th, author Tim Zahn. Oh. And oh, by the way, the Stitcher badge is on the head of our website. You're welcome. I'm fast. I know it. Somebody was doing it during the show. Well, you know. I want to thank Ron Garner for joining us tonight. It's always a pleasure to talk to him about what's going on in the world of silence in the library of publishing. I want to thank our guest for joining us tonight. And oh, by the way, if you've ever wanted to be in the wonderful world of podcasting and you think you've got what it takes to put up with us, Drop us an email at sci-fi-saturdaynight.com. Uh, from the Revered Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and our grammar girls on Burian. Thank you so much, ladies. Yeah, I got nothing. Good okay. night. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. I know.